0: Hello and welcome to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, where I, Michelle Carville, interview business leaders around the practicalities of how, in this hyper-connected digital age, they are embracing digital technologies to tune in and connect and communicate. You can find all episodes of the podcast, together with show notes, via our website, carvillecreative.co.uk forward slash podcasts. In this episode of the Get Social Connected Leader podcast, I'm delighted to interview Professor Patricia Hind. Patricia is a director of the Ashridge Centre for Research in Executive Development. She works with a range of clients nationally and internationally from both the public and private sectors, specialising in leadership, organisational behaviour and change management. Her research interests include ensuring the effectiveness of management education, the impact of social media on leadership and the role of responsible leadership in embedding sustainable business practices in organizations. As an organizational behavior specialist, Patricia has worked on many Ashridge customized programs globally. In the Middle East, she has worked with the Sheikh Mohammed Leadership Foundation in Dubai, the Abu Dhabi Executive Council and the EDEC, amongst others. Elsewhere, she has worked closely on the design and delivery of programmes for organisations such as Philips, BP, Eon, Barclays, Alcatel and AstraZeneca. In the public sector, she has worked with leaders at all levels in the civil service and the National Health Service. Patricia has been appointed a visiting research fellow at the University of Stellenbosch and has a degree in psychology, an MSc in organizational psychology and a doctorate in managing without authority. A chartered psychologist, she has been appointed an associate fellow of the BPS and is qualified to use a wide range of psychometric instruments. So Patricia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's a great pleasure. I'm delighted to be here. Brilliant. So I came across your work around social media literacy leadership um, via an article that was shared with me, relating to some recent research that's been done by yourself and your team in partnership with Unicorn. Do you want to tell me a little bit about how you started exploring this area? Yes,
1: certainly. Um, it started well. I've, I've been in leadership development most of my professional life, um, working with with leaders and businesses around the world, helping them develop their leadership skills and their leadership culture, And um, so I'm always interested in, in what's happening. And, and leadership thinking has changed over the years quite dramatically from um, heroic leadership through to behavioral leadership. And we're now, uh, we have a, a whole swathe of, of, of theories that talk about relationships, relational leadership and the quality of the relationship being the definition of leadership. So I was always interested in this field. And then um, the real trigger for the the piece of research that we've just done was, in fact, the 2016 American election. Hmm. And uh, I watched that being conducted by um, the the potential leaders of the the free world and noticed that uh, there was one campaign that was being run very differently uh, through social media. Use of social media, and I kind of thought this is this is fascinating. You know what's happening here? Is this what people expect of leaders now? And not all the candidates were, were using it as effectively as as one particular candidate, who we all know. Mm-hmm. And so I began to mull this over and realize that I'm, I'm not particularly interested in how leaders use it. I'm not particularly interested in whether they're competent um, at Twitter or well-connected on Facebook. It wasn't that so much. I was really interested in whether the, the use of social media, the phenomena that social media was in fact changing our perceptions of effective leadership, i.e. if we expect now an effective leader to be fluent in social media or literate, I think is a word that's sometimes used. So that's really what started it, just watching that election unfold and then thinking, hmm, what's going on here then? So that's
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, fascinating! And, and so, out of that research, you know, you, what what conclusion did you come to on that level about that those changes and whether or not that digital or, or social literacy as a requirement for a leader is is kind of expected?
1: Well, I don't think we've we've established any causal links yet. And what what I think we found is that the the actual the fundamentals of what we believe leadership to be about. Are not changing. You know, leadership is about getting things done with other people. In effect, um, it's about influence. It's about communicating. So I don't. I don't think the fundamental concepts changing. But what we do think is changing is um, something that we call the granularity, the nature and the granularity of the relationship between the leaders and the followers. We we do think that there is something going on there that is that is changing in terms of expectations, in terms of delivery. And in terms of reach, obviously. So things are happening without a doubt.
0: And when you say granularity, from, from the report, I read that to be that there is this expectation that leaders have to be more visible and, uh, you know, to influence, they have to be more visible, more accessible and, um, with their both to the external world and indeed with within their own organizations is is that what you're meaning by that granularity? is that am, am I right in thinking that or there is a bit of
1: that. Um, certainly we are beginning to expect our leaders to be visible and that's not simply um, sort of on the job if you like. There is a trend now for the leaders to be uh, to be seen as thought leaders, so you day job in the business, but you are also um, beginning as a leader to express views and opinions on bigger issues perhaps so there is there is this slight shift from uh, simply being task focused to to leadership taking a view if you like um, about other things and that 's to do with visibility and of course, what that might mean is um, we may be seeing a little bit of a of a of a full circle coming around if if our leaders if we want our leaders to be visible to have opinions to to communicate on a broad level with us, then we are maybe returning to, to the great man, to the heroic leaders who, who has a view about a lot of things and is much more visible than other people. But we can't yet conclude that. But that may be, um, may be a consequence of what we believe effective leadership to be about if it's about visibility.
0: And what about the, so the, this, and, and of course the social technologies given that they can extend that reach, as, as we saw in that 2016 election, you know, that triggered, that triggered the interest, they can extend, extend that reach and they can extend that visibility outside the norms of, of that kind of extension. That's having an impact, isn't it? It is. Um, I think the phrase
1: you, you've used is walking the floor at scale. Yes which which I I, I like that phrase. But what we've found, when when I talk about the granularity of the relationship, um, there's a tension built in there because people are expecting this visibility that the reach of leadership is much greater. You can get to second and third and fourth levels of contacts um, through social media. But people are expecting the information they receive to be much more targeted to them. Mm -hmm. They use what information to allow in. They can, they can, you know, switch you off. They can unlike you, unfollow you. So there's a choice. So people expect those communications to be intimate and relevant to them. And so there is a tension between this scale and intimacy that I think um, leaders are going to need to be able to manage. They're going to be able to, they're going to need to be able to um, work up and down this this scale in order to create trust and develop effective relationships. I think that's one of the big changes that we are seeing. It's a skill that perhaps leaders haven't needed so much of in the past, but it's now coming to the fore.
0: Yeah. And and I suppose that that's interesting because, I mean, just before we went live on the podcast, we were talking about um, very briefly there, touching on the, the different skills. Uh, and, you, and you said here that the, what is required of a leader around communication, around influence, um, and around getting the job done hasn't changed. It's it's really the expectation of the consumer, you know, whether that's their employee or you know the, the wider consumer that that has changed, and that's probably aligned with, I suppose, the empowerment that digital has brought to to all of us.
1: Absolutely. Um, the other thing about, obviously, social media communication is that it, it is now expected to be interactive. Mm. Uh, leadership, good leadership has always been about listening as well as, as telling, but I think even more so, um, people are expected to be able to shape views and to, to have an input. And in terms of leadership, you know, that, that redistribution of power at some level, it's not total, obviously, uh, leaders still lead, but um, people are expecting to be heard, to have their opinions valued and subsequently have their opinions acted upon. And so we, we begin to think about what the impact of that is for strategy, for strategic thinking. And I, th- I think there's, there's um, a couple of things that we need to bear in mind when we think of the role of leaders as Direction setters or strategic thinkers. Um, If we are going to say that other people's opinions need to be listened to and valued and respected, then they ought to be impacting on strategy. Uh, There's no point having an having a view on something that doesn't matter to the business. Mm. So, how far leaders can let that power go and have? Other people input to strategy, I think, is going to be something that we need to to look closely at and work with before. And of course, another piece of that jigsaw is that social media communications are instant, they're quick, they're fast. Um, Is there going to be a casualty in leadership skills? Is strategic thinking, long-term strategic thinking, considered and thoughtful strategic thinking? Is that going to to suffer uh, because of this need for, for quick Quick fire responses so I think I think the picture that's emerging is very interesting indeed
0: it is and it's it's it, it aligns I mean it's interesting because I've uh, I, as we talked about I've been interviewing on this podcast um, some leaders that are utilizing social technologies championing them if you will within their organizations both for themselves and, and also as resources uh, within their teams uh, or their organizations and it's interesting that from the listening side of things what is a, you know, and I found this when I was writing Get Social. The theme that kept coming up is that from a leadership perspective, it was really useful to get that insight as to what was going on at the ground level, and also some to, to almost thought share. You know, crowd the, yeah. the wisdom of the crowd to get those insights in. And on a couple of occasions, you'll you'll hear on on future episodes of the um, podcast that that some ideas that came out came from people that would never ordinarily have the opportunity to be heard. And yet they was really innovative, driving innovation, really helping the organisation to move forward and, and to think better. And so sometimes you don't, you know, those, that kind of thinking environment can be broadened, can't it, from outside of the boardroom? Absolutely. And that's one of the huge opportunities um, that the the new
1: technologies, the new communi- communication technologies, are going to bring to organisations, and that's why leaders need to be able to harness that and to use it skillfully, rather than just engage in sort of um, tennis match communications, if you like, backwards and forwards. They have to really be able to curate the information, and again, this is um, I think a change in the skill set. For leaders, that we'll need to think about going forward, this this need to filter, to be to filter, manage the amount of information that is available to them, and the the, the vast amount of communications that are available to them. So, filtering, managing, curating, and using um, is, is something that leaders do on a daily basis. But this is the here's where we've got scale, mm. amount of, of um, information. And material is going to be exponentially grown. So uh, leaders are going to have to be much better at that. And we as leadership developers um, will need to be factoring that into our programs, into our executive education, so that we're helping leaders of the future manage um, with, and, and develop these new skills.
0: It's interesting because you, you know, when you were saying that, we talk, you know, I talk, I talk about that curation piece. It's it's such an. It's almost like they become a facilitator, this curator of of this insight. But you know, as you say, what do they do with that? And there are lots of tools and resources out there that I suppose have come over, have been developed over the years that are allowing. Brands, shall we say, um, brands and organizations to understand the sentiment of what is going on within their customer base. It's almost a similar resource is required, isn't it, for the leaders to, to that filtering process, that sentiment analysis as to, well, what's a good idea, what's a, not a great idea, it, it, because that tech. That, that content can, as you say, those social technologies can deliver so much information, but it's almost information overload.
1: Absolutely. And, and so one of the other things that I think is going to be very necessary is that we have to, um, we have to drive strategic thinking much further down through organisations, so that leaders at all levels are able to, to, to curate, as the word we've used, to curate the information they're coming, that's coming into them um, in alignment with organizational objectives and visions. And it is often surprising how difficult it is for leaders within organizations to articulate that, mm. to articulate that, that strategic vision. Um, but in order to effectively use social media for, in, in the service of the organization, as well as themselves as leaders, there's going to have to be that strategic awareness much further down. Um, so again, that's that's uh, something for leadership development professionals to think about how we ensure that so that the tools can be used effectively to support organisational growth and vision.
0: Yes, and it's, it's interesting. I, I, I did a talk recently about the disengaged employee and the disconnected leader, and... Um, and that's exactly what we were talking about. That scenario that you know, even if you are a leader in an organization, often there are fuzzy definitions about the strategy, and Absolutely. and and then and so you know, it's very difficult for you to be aligned strategically if you don't know what Absolutely. the yeah, if that clarity is missing. So it's that it it's championing really the need. It's almost, you know, when I go back 16 years ago and we we started our conversation offline before we went live and I was talking about how I was interested in in social technologies because it connected the customer with the organization, the organization with the customer. You know, they were going to have to have real world conversations and connect. It's as if social technologies from a leadership perspective are you know, those leaders have to absolutely be not only clear, but on point with strategy and continuously communicating that effectively throughout the organisation. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing social media is really good at, it's
1: putting that fuzziness, that kind of inconsistent thinking that that may be around or, or lack of clarity, putting that right under a microscope and really exposing it for what it is. So, um, it's it's critical that that leaders are able to stick to the message that they, are, you know, that they're they're working towards, um, and and that's another area of potential um, difficulty. I guess um, a lot of leaders that we spoke to in our research are troubled, if you like, by the the, the boundaries between their professional public life and their private life. And again, that's something that I think is changing quite rapidly now. Um, And I think we're seeing age age differences there, definitely. But that's another tension. How much do you put out there? How much do you hold private? At what point does authenticity uh, come into question? You know, where can privacy... Go where can it stop? So it's a very interesting area, I think, and I, I don't think uh, we fully understand the impact of, of all of this yet on on what it will take to lead in the next twenty years.
0: No, I, I mean I remember a piece of a, a piece of research I read, um, and I can't find it. I've tried to find it. It was it came out. I'm sure it was Cisco, uh, a, a report out of Cisco, and it was probably about i don't know 10 15 years ago that i read it and uh, and it said the the leaders of the future will have to be masters of social technologies you know it, it, it will become part and parcel of the role i think that's very
1: true i really do and you know leadership development over the last years has, has gone in a sense it's gone it's gone i am inverted commas here soft we've we've focused quite rightly on the soft skills required for leadership, you know, the, the relationship building, the establishment of trust and those sorts of things. And that's absolutely right, because if, if, if leaders aren't able to, to help other people and work well with them, then they, then they can't lead. But I think we're going to need to put a bit of hardcore technical expertise right back into the heart of leadership development. Um, people need to feel confident Using social media at all levels, if they're going to make the most of the opportunities that, that, that are afforded. So, you know, technical skills, using the stuff, choosing the right platforms, targeting the right audiences, just the, the, the hardcore technical skills, I think, need to be back on the curriculum.
0: And I think that comes because when we talk now about strategy, um, it's, it's interesting that, you know, we talk about business strategy, digital strategy. Social media. I mean, it's strategy, isn't it? It's it's yes, yes. The digital P. I mean, we live in a digital world. It's it's very difficult to extrapolate any one of those components and say, oh, but it's it's separate because they're so linked. And they will
1: continue to be be more and more so. You know, we're we're beginning to see research come through on you know multi sector collaborative partnerships that are not formal, um, that are that are led by individuals, and they gain influence, uh, you know, the the model, I guess, is sort of disaster management, but organisational collaborations are now coming forward. And I think social media is going to have a huge part to play in how those um, collaborative partnerships communicate. And again, huge opportunities to be missed if if leaders are not able to, to take those opportunities.
0: Yeah, it's it's almost like I, 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 you know, this keeps coming to me as the the over, particularly as I've been um, recording these podcasts and doing more reading around. Uh, you, you know, another book I'm writing, in, and and uh, I keep coming back to this. You know, it's, social media is almost the wrong word. It's not. It's more like a social science, isn't it? It's, it's almost <laughs> it, it. It's. It's beyond just the the tools and the tech. It's it's a new way of communicating. Absolutely. I, I think that's absolutely
1: right. I'm not entirely sure if it's a science. No. It's certainly, certainly an art form at the moment, I think.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. But yes,
1: no. yeah, you're right.
0: Fantastic. So, um... So I really look forward to seeing the research when it, when it finally comes out, the research piece. Um, I don't think the report's out yet, is it formally? No, um, it, it is in draft
1: and it's having its sort of formatting bits done at the moment. So it's very, very close to completion.
0: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much about that. Now, Patricia, before I let you go um, from the podcast, I like to share just a little bit of insights about our uh, our guests. And uh, I've got three quick fire questions for you. Are are you okay if I fire those to you? Sure. Okay. So they're pretty big questions, but this is top of the mind stuff. So whatever whatever comes first. So Patricia, if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? um
1: i i don't know about change i i I have maybe a a wish or a dream um and it would require changes to come about i i would like to be able to offer meaningful and and fairly paid employment for everybody who wanted it
0: perfect important yeah yeah very important, and again comes back to that huge being heard being valued isn't it it's such, a, Absolutely, such an yeah, yeah. such an important part um, and which book have you read recently that's inspired you well i that's really hard because i'm
1: I'm one of these people who reads constantly, and all the time, and quickly, so I can never really remember what I've read. But I, I, remember, what, I remember the book that inspired me to read. It was a children's book. Um, in fact, there were two. It was Swallows and Amazons by Ransom, and um, Wind in the Willows. And I, I remember reading those under the covers, and I don't think I've stopped reading since. So it's not quite your answer, but um, I'm reading the, Sebast- the new Sebastian Fawkes one at the moment Oh which I'm really enjoying.
0: Yeah, brilliant. He's a great writer. And, and Swallows and Amazon's one of my all-time faves. Absol- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, classic. Beautiful. And last but not least, what's the best piece of advice you have been given to date? Just given? I don't have to say I've taken it, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, check your assumptions before you leap to conclusions. That's a great piece of advice.
0: Very wise, very wise words indeed. So, (laughs) thank you so much, Patricia. How can people find out? How can our listeners find out how more about the report that's coming out and indeed the the work that you do? Okay, Um,
1: so the report has been, uh, the research has been done in partnership with Unicon, who um, are the consortium for university based. Executive Education, and I work, I'm director of the Centre for Research in Executive Development, which is a research centre that we run at Ashridge Executive Education, part of Halt International Business School. So um, we're, we're easily found on
0: the web, um, and I'm easily found as a member of faculty there. Fantastic. And I'll make sure all the links are in the show notes and everything so everybody can find you. So um, thank you so much. That's fascinating insights. And um, I, I think it really aligns with the topic that we're talking about here on the podcast. It's, it's wonderful to see more research going into this, more insights coming out about what this means for leaders in the future. So that's been really interesting um, hearing about that research. And I, I really look forward to Tuning in and staying tuned, and uh, and indeed uh, awaiting that report to see if there's any other findings that come out. So, sincere thank you for sharing uh, that insight with us on this podcast.
1: It's been a pleasure, and I'd be delighted to hear from anybody who has research interests in this field,
0: indeed has a project going on, or um, anything they'd like to share. Would be great. Fantastic. I'll um, I'll make sure that we can um, get get direct contact to you in there um, via those links. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Patricia. Thank you. Bye-bye, Michelle. You've been listening to the Get Social Connected Leader podcast. Thank you to my guest and indeed, thank you to you for tuning in. Please do feel free to share the podcast with colleagues and friends who you think will enjoy it and indeed subscribe to tune in for more episodes. You'll find the podcast on all the usual platforms and all episodes are also on our website, carvelcreativecouk forward slash podcasts. You'll also find some really useful digital and social resources on that site, too. So be sure to check those out. So for now, from me, Michelle Carvel, your host on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and goodbye. Oh, P.S. If you're a business leader with something to share around digital and social technologies and you're keen to be a guest on the podcast, then I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, michelle at carvelcreative.co.uk.